Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 17 weeks into this, the pause, and we might be... Having a little bit clear direction here in a span of about four hours or so. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca. Hugh Porter and the gang at Digitex, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We are going to head off to our River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. We're pleased to be joined from NHL Hockey on Rogers. I still don't think he shaved uh it's incredible i mean it's just an awesome beard uh in the role of uh was it dan Haggerty who played uh, grizzly adams back in the day we welcome back to the show uh after a week uh, uh trip or took a couple days off last weekend elliot friedman from nhl hockey and rogers how you doing elliot i'm good how are you doing bob not good. shaving You've, you've not shaved. Do you remember what? Did you ever watch Grizzly Adams back in the day? No, I was never a Grizzly Adams guy. I got to tell you, like so, that was that's not one that resonates a great deal with me. I mean, I obviously know who he is, but it doesn't resonate with me a ton. Yeah, well, he had a pretty awesome. Uh, the other one was. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I made this reference when Eric Aaron Ekblad was getting. Uh, uh, drafted because he had a beard when he was that year playing in the OHL. Oh, it was uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and he looked up. Uh, uh, no, it was a different. It was, it was a Robert Redford no. character. What, what was the name of the yeah, Redford? Yeah, it's the one, but it's the one that's in all the the, the memes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the nodding the head, that one. Yeah, yeah. Somebody will text no, us that are actually both Butch Cassidy and Sundance. They were clean shaven. Uh, they were, but man, they must have had a lot of funny back, uh, fun back in the oh, day yeah. on that set. Could you imagine? Uh, all right, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Is it Jeremiah Johnson? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Jeremiah your... Johnson. That's exactly right. who it is. Yes. There we go. All right. Uh, hey, just before we get started on the serious stuff, yeah, we opened up today with the Pet Shop Boys, and I mentioned that I'm, you know, that's sort of a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm a fan of their music back in the days from the mid-80s. But one of their songs, It's a Sin, had a terrible video. 
And I'm wondering mm-hmm. whether or not you've, you, over you know your lengthy broadcasting career, because I know you're a fan of music. Was yeah. there a song that you really liked that got wrecked by the video? Um, I, w- I was a big Prince guy. Like I, I love Prince. And the worst video of any of his songs was "I Could Die for You." It was just him standing on stage singing. And I've seen Prince in concert. I was a huge fan. And that was a horrible video. It was a great song. With the, I remember when that video came out, I was so excited. Do you remember So Bob on CBC called Video Hits? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a huge show when we were in high school. Yeah. And they said, we're going to be debuting the next Prince video. And Prince was a genius. Like he, and, yes. And I was like, okay, what's this going to be? And it was crap. I was so disappointed. Yeah. We, uh, we saw him live at Rio. In Vegas, in oh, really, eh? yeah, in oh five oh six. You know, so, we saw him. We saw him during the 2011 Western Conference Final, Vancouver, San Jose. He played in San Jose on one of the off nights, and we saw him there. And it was it was fantastic. And one of the security guys told us, Bob, that uh, Prince had a rule: like he he might leave, but the band had to stay because there had been situations where. He was taking the. He was being driven back to his hotel, and he was like, "No, no, no, no. I want to do this now." And he'd come back, like that's. <laughs> so the band had to stay until they got the call saying, "Prince has decided he's really done." And Sheila E was there that night. It was incredible. It was a fantastic concert. We had purchased tickets for the wrong Friday, so we uh-huh. ended up having to upgrade and buy a booth. And it came with about four free bottles of booze, like. Vodka and scotch and everything. That was expensive. It was worth it. It was a fun. It was a fun night. I don't remember much of it after a while, but it was a good night. All right, uh, Bob. You don't re- you don't remember how much it cost, but you remember how much fun you had, right? Oh yeah, and it was Prince. Hundred percent. Yeah, so, and it was Prince. Yeah. There you go. Hey, uh, so here we are. We're on the precipice. Uh, we just had Kevin Weeks on the show. We had a lot on on yeah. Wednesday. Brian reached out to all the. Uh, you know his uh, agent friends. I know you've got and lots buddies. of, com- yeah, lots of guys around the league. Uh, Brian figures, you know, probably I think he said around seventy percent approval. Um, do you have any concern at all that this will not be ratified by the players? No, I don't, because there's the opt out. I, I really think if there was not an opt out, there might be a concern, but. Um, you know, it's funny, like I had at the beginning of the week, I had an agent telling me he thought it would pass 85-15. Okay. Uh, I had another agent tell me last night he thinks it's going to be in the 70s, so a little higher than what Brian said. Like normally, it's not going to be as clear cut as it normally is. Like normally it's like 999-2, to right? Yeah. Um, this is going to be a little bit like, uh, a little bit and not like that at all. I think, you know, I think if some comes somewhere between 70 to 80%, which is a higher descent rate. But I think the one thing that really concerned them, Bob, was if you looked at the NFL, they had a vote in, uh, I think, January or February that was like 51 to 49. Yes. And a couple of agents told me, like, you never want that. Like, even though that wins technically, that's not a victory. That's a split union. And they don't. I've asked a few guys if they think we'd see that. They say no. They think seventy and eighty, and then we'll see if anybody opts out and decides not to play. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that happened, I think, a little bit pre-full-bore pandemic. And I think no, that... No, it was... It was they, the NFL knew. Like, they people kind of knew it was coming. I think. Right, right. But I, but I don't know if they'd full... Like, I think we've all become a lot more educated on it since. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess what I'm seeing is a very collaborative approach by successful organizations. And, you know, the agents will tell you point blank, look, in the past, this is a... You know, this is a, a war between the NHL and the NHLP and past labor disputes this situation is not like that like they're 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 fighting a common opponent here which is the pandemic um and and so i you know i i we i think we all think it's going to pass it's going to be a good thing uh there there are you know what there's some good things for the like they wanted the olympics well they've got the olympics um Give me your perspective on how you sort of see from the information that you have in terms of the knowledge of the CBA moving forward. Uh, how would you, how, how would you assess it? Do you think the league gave up a lot? Did you think the players gained a lot? Or conversely, do you think the players could have gotten more? Well, I think, I think there's two groups that are looking at this and saying, oh, we're in trouble here. And number one is teams that are tight to the cap and are tight to the cap for a while. Like, I, I'll tell you this, Bob. I had a GM tell me this week, and I had a couple guys agree with them, and they don't think the cap will really go up at all in six years. They think if we're lucky, wow. we get a million in a couple of years and maybe another million or two in, uh, in some years after. But, like, he, I think there are teams out there saying, they are preparing for the possibility of a flat cap the duration of this CBA. So that is uh, an issue that, you know, that they are prepared for. You know, just to give you an idea of what's going on here. So they lost about $1.2 billion in revenue. So that's 600 to the owners and 600 to the players. So as part of this, the players have to pay back that $600 million. Well, they didn't take their last paycheck. So that's about 150. So now we're at 450. If they play and we finish the season, that's probably between 150 and two. So now you're looking at between 250 and 300. You have to owe, and the only way you can pay that down is by if you're going to cap the escrow, which is what those guys wanted, is by keeping the salary cap flat. So until all that money is paid back, we're not going to be moving here. So I think it's going to come down to things like the television deal yep. and anything else that they can sort of create to get us back to where the revenues were. So I think teams that are tight to the cap are going to have a problem. I think the other one, Bob, is, you know, like, it's going to be interesting. Free agents. Um, you know, like, this summer, Petrangelo, Hall, and Krug are probably the big three. Yeah, but there's some big RFAs to come. You know, Patterson and Hughes to the west of you, and yep. in a year they can actually sign extensions very soon. Although I don't know if I would expect it. Like I think those players, they're going to be looking at it and saying, "Okay, how are we going to attack this, and how are the teams going to attack it?" Yeah, it's a real. I mean, obviously, we we talk a lot about Taylor Hall uh, just because he's got a lot of fans still in Edmonton, and uh, for me, he's going to be an interesting one. Whether or not makes me wonder whether or not you know maybe takes a shorter deal for a year or two. But if you're saying you don't envision the cap increasing during the six year duration of the CBA. Uh, that's going to make it prohibitive either way. We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. By the way, Elliot, do you know, uh, now when you guys, you're in your studio all the time anyway, so you're not down, uh, but you do do the Stanley Cup final, though, do you not? 
Yes, I don't. I don't do as much on, in the field as I used to, and I do miss it. But I'm mostly in the studio. Yeah. So this isn't going to be a of great effect uh, for you, at least in the first couple rounds, or even possibly the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you well, concerned? I don't. I don't even know if we're going to do the final on the road this year. We might do the final uh, in the studio. I don't know the answer to that, Bob. But there's yeah. a possibility. Like I don't know. To be honest. Would the NHL even let us? Like, let's just say, for example, we go to the Stanley Cup final and we want to go. Would the NHL even let us in? Yeah, I, and I don't have those answers even in our own. You know, I would uh, say we'd have to quarantine first. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so it's going to be different this year. But I, I hate this stupid talk of an asterisk or it's not going to be that tough. Like, to me, that's a joke. It's going to be really hard to win. I agree. Like, do we put an asterisk beside, uh, you know, ninety four, ninety five, or beside twelve, thirteen? Nope. For those, you know, for New Jersey and uh, for Chicago and thirteen, no, we don't. Nope. So, nope. They're never, they played fewer games both those years than uh, this season this year. We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman. Elliot, are you concerned? And I know you keep your eye on other sports. Um, FC Dallas, FC Nashville, pulling the plug out of the MLS tournament. Or uh, did I say MLS? Is that major league? Yeah, yeah, it's MLS. Yeah, yeah uh, you're right. Any, anyhow, if it, trust me, if it was European, I'd know it. But uh, <laughs> it's just on, on a completely different level. Uh, by the way, they did the uh, Champions League draws today, which was uh, quite interesting because Bayern Munich, and you know the Edmonton connection uh, with Alfonso Davies and Bayern Munich. There's a lot of uh, Bayern Munich fans now at Edmonton. Yeah, of course. Um, so I mentioned FC Dallas and F- FC Nashville, which happen to yep. be in markets that there's NHL. Are, are, is there? Do we just got to get here to the, the yeah, Hub City point? Bob, there, there is no question that the biggest worry is the next two weeks. Yeah. Like there's like the amount of people who tell you if we can get to the bubble, we'll be okay. Is that, I mean, that's what everybody says. If we can get to the bubble, we'll be okay. But where are we going? We've got two teams in Florida. We've got a team in Texas. We've got a team in Arizona. You know, two of those teams are coming to Toronto. Two of those teams are going to Edmonton. Um, You know, like, that's the worry. Um, You know, part of me wishes that they could have just said, you know what, Uh, a bunch of you guys are going to Edmonton now. Like, like it, it probably would be better if you could say to teams like the Stars and the Coyotes, you know what, you guys are going to Edmonton. But it isn't the way it's worked out, and that's the fear. Because if you mentioned those two soccer teams, they they were bringing it with them to the bubble, and they got blocked. And, you know, that's why you have to be very careful over the next couple of weeks. Now, Bob, a couple, like two weeks ago, not this week when they announced their testing, but a week ago, I heard there were 13 teams in the NHL that had a positive test. I don't know where that is, but it's like, you know, it's not like we're going to be able to escape it. And it sounds like a lot of the cases have been asymptomatic. But the last thing you want is a huge outbreak over the next week or two. Well, I mean, just to show you, you know, Elliot, there's been 20 people, which is 20 too many, but 20 people have passed away at Edmonton from COVID in the Edmonton Health District. And Mm -hmm. because of what happened at the Misericordia, that story gets picked up on. There were four positive tests yesterday uh, out of 2,400 tests. That's it. That's 0.16% positivity rate. But yeah. people pick up on, and, you know, and there's, which, and I'm not trying to in any way, shape, or 
uh, form suggests that COVID's not a serious issue. But you got to kind of understand, and this is the whole thing, like, what happens? We don't, do we have that, like, when you've had a chance to talk to Bill Daly, we haven't had Bill on since, you know, six weeks ago, but when you talk mm-hmm. to Bill Daly, what mm-hmm. happens, you know, what would happen if Dallas couldn't make it here? Well, they've been very careful about saying that. They haven't said it, and I think, I, I understand, because if I wouldn't have done this business, I would have been a lawyer. You're yep. not putting anything down. You're sure. not saying this is the rule. And that's why if you read the stage four protocols, which are now publicly available, you'll see that they basically say everybody's going to have a conversation. It'll be at the commissioner's discretion, and sure. the Players Association can grieve it if they're not happy with the commissioner's decision. So that's basically what it means, Bob. We're playing it by ear until yep. we know exactly what we're dealing with. And, you know, I got to think, though, and I was talking about this with some guys. I said, could you see a situation where a team like goes through what one of these two soccer teams is going through? Could you see them saying, don't show up, you're out? And I've had guys tell me, yeah, they could see it. Now, I'm not saying that's what happens, but you've heard me use this line. If one league is doing it, they're all thinking about it. So I, I, I think... God forbid we had an outbreak. Hopefully we don't. Right. I think you can see the possibility that one team says, they just say don't come. Uh, given Gary's relationship with ownership, the fact that he would, you know, he's got his own little internal group of owners that he would go to and bounce ideas off of, we expect the players to ratify. Is there any possible way the Board of Governors do not ratify the extension no, as well? No, I'd be shocked. Again, I'm not expecting it to be, I don't know if it would be unanimous. Like the the team player vote, the executive vote, was not unanimous. Okay. Um, I think it was a 29 to 2. Yep. Um, but so I, I would like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not unanimous, but I don't, I don't know that. I don't know if it's good to read on that one because I think it's going to pass easily. All right. Elliot, look, we appreciate you having you on again, and uh, let's uh, see if we're uh, into full training camps on Monday. Thank you for your time. Uh, what's my, what's the date Monday? Uh, the 13th. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know what date is anymore. Yes. I think that, I think that's likely when it's going to start and let's hope it all works. All right. Awesome stuff, Elliot. Thanks again. Take care. Courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino, uh, Casino, that is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. It is 124 in Edmonton. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. There's an old saying in the car business, especially in these parts, and many of you grew up with this uh, liner back in the day, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, and that is true. But you know what? Customer service key to a successful business as well. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They'll provide you with outstanding service at the time of purchase and will continue that standard of service after the sale as well. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or go online at brentridge.com. It's interesting watching international soccer, uh, the respective leagues, uh, you know, the the German League has uh, concluded. They were kind of the first league to get back up and at them. Uh, the Bundesliga, uh, the EPL is currently going. Uh, they had their 12th round of testing and didn't have one positive test. And uh, suffice to say, uh, you know, the U.K. had 
a far greater percentage of uh, cases in terms of uh, you know, per capita than Canada, and certainly more deaths per capita uh, than Canada. But uh, they, they got their situation straightened out. Um, the United States, time will tell in that regard here, but it's going to be very intriguing to sort of see what happens over the course of the next couple of weeks before the teams theoretically would head to the hub cities of Toronto and, of course, Edmonton on the 26th, I believe, of July. We'll step out for two minutes. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Wow, 128 in Edmonton. Uh, Very quickly, one of the themes for today's song is uh, great songs, bad videos. And somebody has texted in to say, uh, Bob, what about the opposite? Like, what about uh, was Foolish Games by, no, Rick Isaac? Was that, was that it? What was his name? Uh, I, now he's, see, now he's got me confused here. Uh, the video with uh, Aussie model uh, Helene Christensen, who had just flown in from Melbourne. Well, that Was that, what, the, what was the name of that song? That was like... Um, his one big hit back in the day. Anyways, steamiest video you'll ever see. This individual is saying it was a good video. I would agree. That was a pretty good, well-done video. Mick Mac Paddywhack takes the cake, though, as he texts us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, More Than Words by Extreme is a great song, and it was Chris Isaac. Yes, Chris Isaac uh, was uh, the one that had... Oh, man, we've totally butchered this up here. Where did it go? Now I forgot the name. Foolish, yeah. Uh, foolish. Was it Foolish Games? I thought Foolish Games was Jewel. Oh, who knows? Anyhow. Uh, Chris Isaac was Wicked Game, wasn't Wicked, he? yeah. Now, is this individual trying to screw me up here? Like, come on. Foolish Games was Jewel. Uh, wicked Game was the one with Helene Christensen. Thank you. Now the texters are confusing the host, which is never a good thing. And it, trust me, it's far too easy to do. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. And then you know what happens uh, is we end up with... Micmac Paddywhack is saying that uh, Extremes More Than Words has a terrible video for it. But the version that Jack Black did... Uh, with which, which Jimmy was the one with Jack Black, Brendan? Did you recall that one from back in the day? It was on uh, Jimmy, Fallon? Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon said that was a hilarious version of more than words. So you know what? As we go to break at one twenty-nine for a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, uh, Jack Black, Jimmy Fallon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.